It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining us as he does every Friday for a Ferg Friday Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. Happy uh, happy bye week to you. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. It, it, it's perfect. Uh, perfect day. Um, I know we're recording this the day before, but listen, um, it's a bye week, uh-huh. which I'm I, I, I'm excited about. And uh, if you if you read the Observer, I didn't write the mailbag today. I got Painter to write the mailbag, so I've had the last couple of days pretty 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 chill. A reader of ours suggested painter do the mailbag i was like you know what this is perfect week to do it so yeah um i've, I've been i've been kind of cruising uh these last couple of days been i nice. love that i love that yeah you and i that's not up yet at the time of us recording but i am now i'm always excited for the mailbag but now i'm extra excited for the yep. mailbag did he get to pick the questions too? filter through the questions or or did you yep. kind of tell everybody him? so this yep, is all painter this is all painter all i'm doing is I'm going to edit it like he edits my, you know, my, my sure. bags every week as well. So we're just switching roles for one day only. And it's pretty exciting. That's fun. That's fun. I wasn't going to have you on this week because mm-hmm. we're playing each other in fantasy football. And, yes. um, I don't know. I just don't know if I can deal with it, but that's fine. That's fine. You're favored uh, you to know, win. So, yeah. And, and it, my team, that team's kind of been a little iffy this year. Um, I've got a, I've got several key guys on bye weeks this week, so I've had to do some shuffling. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna have to pull through. It's gonna be a tough one this week. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, not a tough one for Auburn. Auburn gets the week off, which is great. Mm-hmm. But man, just the feeling of optimism throughout the yeah. fan base has been crazy. I mean, the sky was falling a few weeks ago. And then, you know, it, we kind of returned to the third quarter against Arkansas. I think, yeah, too. that's a fair. A little, little bit at least. But all of a sudden, it's like we yeah. win that. Auburn comes back and people are sitting back like, hmm, we could win the West. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, just a, a total 180 from where we were, whether it was a third quarter Arkansas or a few weeks ago. Why do you think that is? I, I just think there, this team, it, there's so much unknown with this team. That I think people are trying are still figuring it out, like I mean, what the identity is on offense, what it looks like on defense. It just it's going to be different. I think the perfect example of this is Auburn's defense, right? Auburn fans for years did not have a defense that they liked, and then they got a stretch with Kevin Steele where they were playing really good, really dominant defense for the most part. Yeah, this defense has some real talent. I think Derek Mason's done a good job making adjustments in games and 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 you know coming through in the second half and closing well. Uh, but this is a very different type of defense. And so, you know, it can be a defense that looks like, oh, they ain't got any answers. How are they going to – they can't slow down Traylon Burks. They can't do – same thing, the, the start at LSU was the same way. 
And so it's this, you're riding this momentum wave a little bit because things are different and things mm-hmm. are new. It's like you've been used on offense to like, all right, if Auburn hits a rut, they don't come out of it. You know, the, you know, Bo Nix is going to play that way the rest of the game. And like, right. And so I think the way this team is playing, it's year one and you're learning about it. It's kind of you're riding the wave a little bit because, you know, you're not used to a team like a team of Auburn, you know, an Auburn football team looking quite like this. And that'll get you'll get more used to it as time goes on. But I think the schedule and combined with the fact that we're still learning a lot about how they want to run on offense and defense, I think, is kind of built it to where it's like, oh, this is really unexpected. You know, you can't judge this team and and make the same assumptions that you did in the Malzahn era. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of hard to break that, uh, break those kind of habits. Yeah. I mean, it was eight years where, you know, we've yeah, been, exactly. you know, that is, that's all we've known for you know, almost a decade, but I'm glad you brought up the defense and specifically Mason. Um, CND one in the lockdown Auburn discord asks a uh, question for Ferg Friday. What seems to be the biggest miscommunication on the back end of this defense so far and how can we fix it? Because the talent's there, right? I think we all agree yeah. on that, and that's what we talked about a ton all summer and fall and going into the season was how loaded the defensive backs room is. And at times, it seems like it's the weakness of the team. Yeah, it probably is the weakness of the defense, at least. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's just they're getting used to it. I think they're I think they're learning. It's a when you go zone. And when you do some of this off-man stuff, it is very new. There's some, like, pattern matching you're trying to do as well. And, like, that's – you know, there there's some new schemes back there that when it works and it clicks, it looks really, really good. But it's also not – like, the Kevin Steele defense was, you're going to play man. You're going to press. And, like, you you pretty much knew what you are going to do almost every single play. They would change up some things from time to time in alignment and blitzing and stuff like that. But it was pretty straightforward what what the defense was going to look like from play to play. And now when you're changing things up and looking a lot different, I think that's kind of thing. And it, it ha- it's happened a little bit more with zone. I mean, there's been some big plays the last couple of weeks, Georgia, Arkansas, where guys are just losing in one-on-one. You know, you just that that's just, you know, getting beat basically. But mm-hmm. there are some times where guys get free on a free on a play and you're you can tell that they're just like, "Oh, I thought that guy was going to be there or oh, was I supposed to be there in that spot or like and that's kind of a learning process that, that you're going to have to go through because you can communicate a lot of that stuff, um, you know, in practices and work on it well in practices. But it's different when the other guys are doing things that you don't know what they're doing, right? It, it's even different going up against your own offense or a scout team because you can kind of have a little bit of familiarity there. Um, so I think it's just – it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of learning. And I think it's kind of that safety nickel kind of communication of, all right, who's going where, you sure. know, kind of timing it up and all that. I don't know, maybe not having Owen Papo out there as much. It's kind of maybe hurting a little communication with the linebackers as well because he is such a key guy for them uh, in coverage and, and in passing situations. Why isn't it just, okay, let's just work on zone and practice and run more man in games? Why, why is that not the answer? I think you you, you practice how you're going to play that week, sure. right? You, you use it to drill down like the game plan. I think you're at this point in the season – you're installing things. I mean, Hartson even said that this week. You're still installing stuff uh, at this point in the year. Sure. And you're learning, and you're still getting better. But like most of it is like when you get into practice, you have such a limited amount of time. It's like we've got to drill down what we know we're going to do on the weekend. So, you know, if you're going to call more man in the week, you're probably going to practice more man in the week. You're going to mm-hmm. focus on that. And maybe the off week is something where you can tighten it up. I think on offense, they're looking to tighten up this week on, okay, we're not running the ball as effectively as we used to. What changed? What can we do differently? Um, and I think it's the same thing with that. It's like you can use this extra time to kind of 
hone in on it. But once you're in the season, once you get in, it's like, hey, we got a specific plan we're working on for this specific opponent, and we got to get better at that. Whatever we're going to do on Saturday, we need to be doing it, you know, on Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, Thursday, and so on. What have you thought about just Mason's scheme so far in the front seven and regarding alignment? Talked about a ton of different fronts that mm-hmm. we were going to see. Has he mixed it up as much as you thought he would going into the season? How do you think that's been effective so far? Yeah, I think they've mixed it up a decent bit. I think they were mixing it up a little bit more earlier in the year when you had TD Moultrie because TD was such a was such a unique piece that you could put him kind of anywhere up front, and they were using him situationally. We will see, you know, if, if Moultrie is able to come back after after the off week, which sounds, you know, from what I've heard, is a good possibility. Maybe you start experimenting with that a little bit more, but. Yeah, I think they have moved guys around. Uh, I mean, they're finding different ways to get pressure. Um, the, the pass rush has really stepped up over the last few weeks. I know Georgia didn't really show it as much, but I don't think Georgia really – I mean, you know, Georgia yeah. was just on a different level right. than, than everybody else, and, and it's not like they dropped back to pass a ton that game either. Um, but getting creative with creating pass rush uh, and doing different things there, it helps, you know. Uh, Colby Wooden's playing out of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Hall is really your your Wooden story against. on the Observer this week was really awesome. Well, thank you. Um, a lot and, of good and, stuff. And, like there was even a stat later this week that like, and I referenced it earlier on Twitter. Like he is leading the country in in pressure rate when when opponents are doing a traditional drop back three more steps. Like that is just like he's playing on a different level right now. Eku Leota has been an incredible pickup for Auburn right. uh, as a transfer. Like I said, Derek Hall's playing really, really well at the moment. It helps that you're having players get more comfortable and stepping up, but I also think they're doing a good job of switching things around and, and doing some different. I mean, like talk about the, the Colby Wooden, the, Colby Wooden's first sack against Arkansas. That was three man pressure. I was just getting after it. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so I think some of it is, how Mason is scheme, schemed up and they can get more creative as time goes on. But I also think these dudes are just getting more comfortable and kind of, you know, pinning their ears back and playing up front uh, instead of having to think or kind of, you know, focus too much on their alignment and, and all the new stuff to begin with. Right. It's a Ferg Friday. Justin Ferguson, our guest. More from him in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place where you always look forward to stopping at uh, at a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. I know that's always a place where my wife and I look uh, on road trips when we're going to Ohio or coming back to Alabama uh, just because we know what we're going to get and we know it's going to be quick and easy and, and, uh, and worth it. So, yeah. Be sure to head over to a local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. This episode of Locked on Auburn is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving community since 1965. A big thank you to our friends from McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Innovative Financial Solutions. Business owners and high-income professionals, be sure to listen up. Have you ever considered that by fueling a 401k or an IRA, you are possibly uh, creating a massive tax burden on you and your family when you retire? Contrary to what you've been told by traditional advisors and accountants, this does not save taxes. It just postpones tax calculations. So be sure to check that out and uh, 
Make sure you're in a good place. And you can do that by reaching out to Ethan Dahl. He's the owner of Financial Solutions and has clients all around the country. Contact Ethan at 251-243-6038 or email him ethandahl at ethandahl.com. Ethan Dahl, your alternative to traditional financial planning. Ferg Friday continues on. Justin, I want to spend the rest of the show talking a little basketball. Um, you're you're yeah. starting to see more. I think the timing of the bye week was perfect for this. Um, you're seeing uh, you're seeing more and more people put out basketball content, and you're starting to really feel the buzz around this program. There's a scrimmage coming up on the 29th. That's going to be exciting. Um, but what do you think the biggest storyline for this basketball team is uh, going into the season? Uh, I think the biggest thing for this team is we know that they're talented. I think they, they have a roster that can compete with most anybody in the country. I would look at their overall talent level and maybe say, well, Kentucky probably is the only one where I feel like, okay, they've got a clear step because not only are they bringing people back, they hit the portal really, really hard yeah. um, th- this offseason. Uh, but they've got all that talent. How long is it take for uh, how long is it going to take for all that to click, right? How long is it going to take for them to run the offense the way they want to, to adjust some of what they're doing on defense because of their size? Um, the Allen Flanagan injury definitely throws a wrench into that because Whenever he's able to come back, there's going to be a process of easing him back into it, getting him him the new guys as well. So, I mean, there's no denying that this team is really, really good, mm-hmm. and this has a potential to be the most talented Auburn team we've seen in at least 20 years. But, um, you know, paper doesn't win basketball games. you got to actually go out there and, and, and do it. And so this is going to be the big storyline is this non-conference schedule isn't brutal, but – I, there are few gimmies. There are a few layups on, sure. uh, on this one. There's going to be some teams that give Auburn some real trouble and, and give them, you know, give them a good fight. And then there are other teams that are just going to be really good, especially the ones you you might uh, you, you might face down uh, down in the Bahamas. So, um, yeah, this is going to be a, this is going to be a big time uh, 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 non conference slate to try to figure all that out. And and of course, Flanagan's injury, you know puts a little bit into that timeline. Yeah, no, that's a big deal for sure. What's going to happen with the guards is an interesting thing mm-hmm. for me. The rotation, especially at the point, um, because Green is a guy that has a lot of energy. I mean, it's going to be impossible for Auburn fans to not see Jared Harper when he plays. Right. Um, Zeb Jasper, how does he fit in? And then, um, obviously, Katie Johnson, the, the Georgia transfer. I mean, I'm just hearing nothing but great things about all three of these guys. Yeah, it's a really good three-man guard rotation. And, you know, when Flanagan comes back, you might see, like, Devin Cambridge get involved a little bit more at the two. But yeah. for right now, it's that those three guys going to play a lot of minutes at one and the two. And Wendell Green is a pure point guard. Katie Johnson probably more of the two. Okay. And Zepp is a combo guy. But all three of those dudes could run point if you needed them to. And Katie Johnson, Zepp Jasper, both guys that played it in high school – um, also played it a little bit in their college career uh, as well. So I think I thought KD was KD was Georgia's point guard though, right? That was Severe Wheeler, who is now at Kentucky. Okay, um, the little guy. Uh, gotcha. But yeah, when he was he he would do some like backup, you know, combo. He's he's a he is a combo yeah. guard. Um, was very much a point guard in high school. Um, so yeah, I think this is a uh, this is a rotation that should be really really good. You know, Wendell Green is really fun on offense. I think he is probably your really good bet to maybe be the starter at point guard. Um, and he has Jared Harper like range because he's not afraid to pull it from anywhere Can get to the basket. Very creative. I think some of his size and some of his, a little bit of his athleticism is going to kind of take away a little bit from his defense, but that was something he can kind of grow and grow into and learn. 
Zepp, Zepp Jasper is like Weapon X on this team because not only is he probably your best on-ball defender um, of the guys who are healthy right now, he is also – he's got potential, man. I think people are maybe overlooking how well he can shoot the ball. Uh, he yeah. does a really good job of, of – uh, every time I've seen him in practice, he's got a great shot, um, can can hit it from deep, um, and can do a variety of things there. And then KD, KD Johnson is just a tack dog uh, on offense and defense. He's going to come right at you uh, on offense. He's going to come even harder on the defensive end. He's got good range as well. Um, but that's a good rotation you can you can pick pick from. And like I said, I think the big thing for Auburn is that any three of those guys can step out and play point guard. Because last year that was the big problem for Auburn. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we don't have a point guard and we don't have anything. Right. Um, so I think that that versatility that you're going to see a lot of meshing. Pearl loves to have positional basketball. He doesn't believe in positionless basketball like a lot of coaches do these days. But I think the line between one and two is going to get blurred a good bit this season. I've heard, you know, you talk about Zep being a good on-ball defender. I've heard nothing but ridiculous things about practices when KD and Zep are in at the same time. And it's like they have to, like, redesign, like, practice because they, like, couldn't get the ball down the court. Like, that's crazy to think about. They are two chainsaws on the defensive end. They are really, really good. And so it makes me me wonder what this rotation looks like, or even the starting lineup. Like, do you want to start the game – with heavy defense, do you want to put your your best pure point guard out there earlier in games? How do you want to go situationally? Because I think any of the combinations, Zepp and KD, uh, Zepp, Zepp and Wendell and Wendell and KD, I think all three of those uh, those pairings have their own unique strengths that in certain matchups and certain situations and certain opponents uh, can really be you know cranked up. And so that's what it's going to be very interesting watching them figure that out early in the season and say, okay, this is when we like these guys. So what time of game we like them. This is who we like to close, how we like to open. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. They're, and they're all new. That's the other thing is, is yeah. you know, it, it's going to be a learning learning process for all those guys. Right, right. Justin Ferguson, our guest on this Ferg Friday. We'll talk about the positions outside of the guard position in just a moment. Uh, today's show brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to BetOnline's updated new desktop and mobile website and sign up today to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, today's show brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. A ton of different flavors. There's something for everyone at Built.com. Head to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Justin, uh, tell us what all's going on at the Auburn Observer right now. So, the painter mailbag's up today. That's right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this week we had a film room where Broke down nine plays from the Auburn-Arkansas game offensively uh, and kind of got a little bit more in kind of the design and the strategy about them. That was a lot of fun to do. Um, the Colby Wooden story that you mentioned earlier uh, did a story on Wednesday about how Auburn's defensive DNA is going to change this year. It's going to be a different-looking defense than what I think we're used to seeing from a Bruce Pearl uh, team, and there's a lot of positives to that. It's, it's going to look different for a reason. Uh, and uh, we had a premium podcast up on Thursday – uh, Painter and I just kind of kind of shooting the breeze about Auburn football and Auburn basketball, a little, little real laid-back show on that one. Uh, and then next week, starting on Sunday, we will get back rolling again uh, with uh, Ole Miss uh, coverage and you know Ole Miss week content and 
we'll get to uh, we'll get to more basketball as we get closer and closer to the season. So a lot of stuff at AuburnObserver.com. Six dollars a month, sixty dollars a year. Sign on up, and everything we do gets sent straight to your email inbox, whether it is a newsletter yep. or it is a podcast. Yep, and uh, yeah, I mean, a great time to sign up because you're the guy for football and, and basketball, and so you get both of those things at the Auburn Observer. So no question about it. Outside of the guard position, Justin, you got Kessler and Cardwell at the five. Is everybody else going to rotate to that three and four spot? Is that kind of what you're thinking? I think you're going to see stretch is pretty much just a five as well. The okay. center minutes are going to be fascinating to watch. And one little tweak, and I haven't really seen it in practice, but one little tweak that, that intrigues me is they listed Kessler as a forward slash center on the roster, whereas Cardwell and Akinbola were both centers. Okay. Are there is there a chance that you could see Cardwell and Kessler playing at the same time at some point, or Car or Kessler and Akinbola? I don't know. We'll see how the rotation shakes out. But yeah, the four spot is Jabari and Jalen, okay. and Jalen can kick down to the five. I think you could even run some big lineups and put Jabari out as a three in certain situations. Ooh. But that's kind of the that's kind of, the only thing there I have about Jabari. And Jabari offensively, I, I, he can do it. He's he's pretty much a wing that that is the size of a big man. The only thing there is just defense. Like, can can you trust your big freshman to be a guy that, you know, hangs if you go man with some of those wings, those athletic and often undersized wings that you find in the SEC? Um, but, yeah, this, this rotation in the front court is going to be fascinating to watch because between Kessler, Smith, and Williams, someone is not starting, all right? You can still play all those guys starter quality minutes. That's how the front court works. Front sure. court guys usually don't play as much as back court guys. So that is a fine little rotation you can come up with. Then you, but you you want to find ways to get Carwell on the floor because obviously you're going to want to find ways to get Akinbola on the floor because he makes the defense better as soon as he steps out there. Like that's period. That's sure. statistically what he's been. Um, so I do not envy Bruce Pearl on having to figure out that rotation because. He's got a ton of options, and I don't think he can necessarily go wrong with anything that he tries to do, anything his staff tries to do there. But the the challenge is going to be what is the most optimal rotation? What is the most optimal way to make sure that all these guys get minutes? And then at the three is going to be, you know, early on, it's going to be um, Devin Cambridge and Chris Moore. I think Chris Moore's uh, really transformed his body. Uh, looking leaner, looking more explosive. He's learning how to be a wing at the college mm -hmm. level because he was a pretty physical big man uh, in high school, and he was right. really good at it. And last year, I mean, Auburn was a better team when he was on the floor. You know, I, I, there was there were a few guys that went in his minutes impacted Auburn's offense and defense as more as Chris Moore did. Mm -hmm. So you want to still have that spark plug. I think you get some more minutes early on when Flanagan's out. What does Devin Cambridge look like this year? Because I think there's potential for Devin Cambridge to be the story of the season with all of this going on with – all the newcomers and what it looks like in the front court and the back court and Flanagan's not healthy. And, and, and you get, there's an opportunity right here for Devin Cambridge to really cement himself as an outstanding player for the Tigers and could go down as somebody like a, like a Malik Dunbar or, a, you know, maybe a guy who wasn't ever quote a, the star or a starter, but can win you basketball games uh, because he has physical gifts that few do on this team. And additionally, from talking to people, including Bruce Pearl, it, it sounds like and it looks like he has made a really good effort this offseason to get better as a defender and to get better as a rebounder. If you bring those two things, especially with Flanagan out early in the season, yep. 
you can really – I mean, best case scenario for Auburn, Cambridge plays really good basketball at the beginning of the year. Flanagan comes back, and then for the rest of the year, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Tank Bigsby Jarquez Hunter combo in 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 in, uh, in football. You're not going to give a defense a, a, another team a moment's rest because it doesn't matter which one of those two guys are out there. You're going to get it from that three spot, right? You are going to get a physical, um, explosive type of player on both ends of the floor. And so Cambridge is a guy I'm really interested in seeing the most. Um, of the returners in the early season because I think he has the potential to be a game changer and a difference maker. So what what is your predicting uh, your prediction for a starting five? Right now, I would probably look at a starting five of Wendell Green, uh, Katie Johnson, Devin Cambridge at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would go with Jabari Smith and then Walker Kessler. That okay. is probably that my sense. best bet at one through five. Um, the ones where I could say, hmm, maybe, are – you might see a situation where Zep could start at the one. Okay. And you might see a situation where early in the year they find J- Jalen starts. And may it's hard for me to think that Jabari Smith doesn't start, but like maybe they do something different, you know, yeah. early on. Maybe Jalen plays more five minutes, but it does seem like those two are going to be kind of coming at you at the four. Right. And then the versatility that comes off of that. But that, that seems to me like the best bet there, the one through five. And, um, it'll be interesting to see how much that changes when, when Flanagan returns and once some of these new guys get more comfortable. Yeah. I think I've only said this on Twitter, but Zeb Jasper, uh, he will be coming on Locked on Auburn once a week. So we're excited to have him. And, and uh, a good one. his energy is awesome. Uh, the, the one time we had him on Locked on a few months ago, he was he was great, mm-hmm. infectious. Very uh, good very good interview as well. Like, yeah. I think, I think your listeners are going to be very, very, uh, very happy to hear that once a week. Yeah, I, I'm excited. So uh, that'll be cool. Do you think Bruce is going to have to change how he manages the team in regards to you don't want guys that may, you know, be buried a little bit in the depth chart to transfer at the end of the season, like a Chris Moore or a stretch or something like that? I don't know. It's a good question because, you know, (laughs) there were guys that played a lot last season or would have played a lot last season that still left, right? And and so I think it's just the nature of college basketball at this point where – Guys are going to be – it's going to be a free-flowing roster. And and Auburn benefited from that this offseason by picking up Kessler and Katie Johnson and Zepp and Wendell Green Jr. Sure. Um, but I, I do wonder. I mean, the, the buy-in, I think, is definitely there from these guys. I mean, you know, when you talk about the end of the bench for Auburn, you're talking about Chris Moore and, and Dylan Cardwell and Stretch and Bolo. Those are three guys that are huge, huge, you know – big time believers in, in Bruce Pearl and what he's doing. And so we'll see. I mean, guys got to make the best decisions for themselves. Not saying you wouldn't have said the same thing about a, a Jamal Johnson or Javon Franklin in the past, but sure. I think that, I think it's the key every year is going to be field the best team you can and play and, and, and try to try to maximize what you've got right now, because it might not be there next year, whether it's, you know, I, I think we all can kind of see that Jabari Smith will probably not be playing Auburn at, at Auburn for more than a few months. Sure. Uh, I, I think it's very possible that guys like Kessler and, and Flanagan could be testing the waters, you know, maybe earlier than people expected. And then transfers are going to happen. It's just, just kind of, kind of the nature of the sport at this point. So um, no, I don't see them changing it. Bruce having to change it as much, but it's going to be, you know, how close and how committed is this team going to be? I think, very much so. Uh, Pearl has said all throughout, and I mean, the other guys have said all throughout this offseason, hardest working team they've ever been around. There's a real bond and a real camaraderie with this team 
they have accepted and kind of funneled the new guys in really well. But yeah. you think about how much of these dudes from last year went through and the sacrifices they made to stay, you know, negative tests uh, for COVID and go through that weird year and everything that happened uh, and then come out on the other side and they're having fun and playing, uh, playing a lot more free, a lot more free and loose uh, kind of basketball. And that's, that's a lot of fun to watch. No, you're right. You're right. A lot of sacrifice from last year. That's a great point. Um, Justin, how can folks sign up for the observer one more time? AuburnObserver.com, put in your email. I'll give you an email instructions to subscribe. $6 a month or $60 a year. Get you access to everything we got going on. That's Justin Ferguson. Yeah, go uh, be sure to, to sign up uh, at AuburnObserver.com. Worth every single penny. All right, it's game week again on Monday. That's when we will be back right here on Locked On Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.